0: All
3: you've got to do now is pass the Australian
1: culture
2: test. Three simple questions, three collective. answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Bless his hand, the
1: yards of Hayley Chess. Good morning, everybody. This is Annie for Showreel, a look at the Australian film industry. And uh, today we're going to go to a webinar, or a bit of a webinar, that came out of the documentary Australia fantastic organization and it's about the well-being for documentary guide launch uh, and uh, it's all about how you can help yourself as a documentary filmmaker uh, for to retain your mental health uh, it's a was a fantastic uh, event and I'll only be showing you uh, playing you a little bit because I'll give you the link and uh, to the guide as well as to the whole webinar so that you'll be able to uh, get the entire event. It included um, Stephanie King as the MC and Dr Mitzi Goldman from Documentary Australia and a filmmaker as the person who actually questioned the other panellists and and contributed as well. Dr Rebecca Barry filmmaker Hakim Dev, filmmaker, they're the three we're going to hear today, but there are others. Oh, and Ben Steele from Screenwell, um, and he's a filmmaker. Screenwell was the instigator of the actual uh, guide, and uh, they also... uh, Included Anu Dengra from Sane, Australia. But as I said, this is only a small part of what uh, was actually discussed, and I'll give the entire links. Um, Before we go on, uh, of course, the actor awards happened. Uh, this week and the uh, big winner was uh, Talk to Me which was a fantastic horror that came out of Australia earlier in the year a a fantastic film actually Uh, and best actors and a whole range of uh, um, awards were garnered by that film so if you ever get a chance have a look for the uh, the big winner of actor this year Talk to Me there are other things as well uh um Last week's uh, program, The Rooster, um, uh, Hugo Weaving won Best Supporting Actor. So that should give you an insight into uh, the uh, calibre of that film. So that is also a film you should be looking out for, in my view. The other thing that you should remember, of course, is that it's a subscriber drive time for 3CR. 3CR, the fabulous station, uh, independent uh Funding is absolutely uh, critical to the messages that can be broadcast on the station. So uh, how to subscribe? Call the station on 03 9419 8377 You can drop in during drop, uh, office hours on Monday to Friday, 9am to 5pm. Go to our website. That's www.3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe. You cannot escape. If you're a listener, then uh, help us uh, as we go into our next year of uh, broadcasting. Unwaged concession pension forty dollars, waged eight dollars, eighty dollars. Sorry, band organization hundred and fifty, and solidarity three hundred for the best radio station in the universe. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The Number is nine four one nine eight three double seven. You've been listening
2: to the sand. You could never understand.
1: Feel the fortune flowing. You know it isn't stuck. You're with anyone. on. Showreel, and as I said, we're going to listen in to a little bit of the webinar that was held by Documentary Australia and Well Screen Well. It's called Screen Well. Um, it was uh, they were um, launching the uh, Wellbeing for Documentary guide, uh, and it happened only yesterday. So, here we go. I
3: think that the documentary filmmakers, not just here in Australia but around the world, are often on the front line of some really critical issues, and and um, and you know intrepidly kind of marching into places where uh, even journalists are, are far more protected often than documentary filmmakers who work alone and who are on the front lines and who kind of contain a lot of the um, you know of the horror of the world. <laughs> so I think not just the subject matter that we deal with as documentary filmmakers, but also the industry itself can be very stressful. So I think that um, it's an incredible gift that you've given us, Ben, with this journey of yours. I've been working with you and um, trying to support your work with the wonderful film The Show Must Go On, which was um, on our site and also financed philanthropically. So I know it was a long journey in actually creating the film. You had a journey before making the film and then from the film to this guide. So could you just... Tell us a little bit about how that's been for you. And um, it's quite a thing, actually, to stick with something for so long. That, you know, there must have been ups and downs along the way. Can you just take us through some of that journey, your own wellbeing journey and and to this launch today, Ben?
0: Yeah, of course. Thanks, thanks, Mitzi. Uh, and a shout-out to our small and humble uh, Screenwell team. Uh, as well, and also just like to acknowledge uh, Screen Australia, Vic Screen and Screen Queensland, who contributed to to funding uh, the guide as well. Yeah, so it has it has been a a journey um, started back in 2016 um, when I just started to speak to colleagues about mental health and well-being back then I was kind of coaching actors quite a lot um, and just hearing about the pressures that they were facing as the industry was kind of changing and I just I wasn't aware of my own struggles at that point I knew I wasn't tracking great but I wasn't aware of what was happening for me Um, and it was very much at that point that I just was like well I just need to do something here and find out what's going on so I just you know I thought okay well I'll just shoot some interviews with people And, and the kind of documentary was born out of that I guess desire of trying to figure out what was going on for the industry um and through the process and just uh hearing from others i kind of realized actually i'm identifying with these things and i'm struggling myself and that was my awareness point of going oh i i'm not in a good way um so it was very much here yeah, through making the show must go on and yet yeah, the, the incredible support and help from from Sue who produced the film and, and Daryl who executive produced and, and our team on that film that, that really helped uh, support me on that journey to understand what was going on for myself personally, but also for uh, the industry as well. Um, and then after making the film, um, just wanted to try to keep creating impact. So not just make a film and then that's it, um, definitely through the impact. And I think that's one of the beautiful things about documentary filmmaking. They're they're all driven by some kind of impact, whether it's to create awareness or whether it is actually, in my case, to see change. Um, a lot of us are really passionate about what we do, which is fantastic. It's a fantastic motivator. It's a fantastic way to kind of, I guess, get things done and use our creative skills for that purpose. But there can also be a danger there um, of we're going on at at all costs and not necessarily looking after ourselves uh, fully. So, yeah, it was through that process of making the film um, that uh, all that kind of uh, came to bear for myself.
3: And then after the film was released, then I remember you did a, a kind of well-being roadshow around the country, and you had a panel mm-hmm. of speakers who who spoke mm-hmm. to the film and spoke to audiences. What did you learn through this process? I guess in terms of not just what was happening in the sector and more broadly I think you really did tap a nerve there um but what did you yeah. learn for yourself in terms of managing some of your own challenges
0: yeah i mean certainly probably one of the things like impacts that i saw was just and that was it kind of happened around those discussions whether they were online during the covid space or whether they were in person uh, before COVID and were able to, you know, be in the room with people. It was the film, and this is not my credit, I give the the, the credits of the film itself in the people revealing their hearts and stories. It really just connected people to the issue so well, and they opened up and started talking about this issue for the first time uh, in the industry. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing that I kind of observed. We were hoping it would breach people that way. And I guess it kind of did help to start that kind of conversation for people and, and make people realize they're not alone um, and other colleagues are struggling with these things. Um, my own personal uh, impact um, throughout, I, I guess, throughout it was I was very well supported by, you know, Sue and Daryl and the team to check in to make sure that I was okay um throughout the process mm-hmm. and i guess um making a film about mental health while struggling with mental health um was you know a concern you know for some folks and i guess uh, i was i was you know seeing a counselor at the time um i was practicing what I was learning and kind of growing. So personally, I felt like I was uh, in in an okay space. And as far as revealing my own personal story, I knew that I had the final say of what ended up in the film. (laughs) So I had that safety barrier, a safeguard in place anyway, as well. Um, I think probably some of the biggest things that I learned about the industry-wide kind of pressures in the creative industries was that we do face multiple pressures all at the same time that are kind of piled on us. And I think that's quite unique compared to other industries that may have, you know, individual pressures, you know, from time to time, like, you know, they may be away from their family a lot because they're a FIFO worker, but they are pretty well paid. Whereas a lot of us are not very well paid or supported or don't have that HR infrastructure like somebody working in that environment would. So I think it's the fact that we, we're facing multiple pressures all at the same time in our industry that is really a compacting issue uh, across the sector that's probably one of the biggest things I learned
3: Mm -hmm. and and what's one of the things that has helped you the most in terms of dealing with some of these pressures because I'm also aware that there are there are pressures of isolation as well for instance people Mm. which was exacerbated by COVID of course but you know, what are some of the things you learn in terms of coping mechanisms?
0: Yeah, so probably the the biggest thing that I implement myself still to this day, based on just how dynamic and demanding our industry can be at various times, is just make some plans to do small interventions and just start small. Don't try to say, okay, I'm gonna join this sports team and I'm gonna do yoga three times a week. And I'm gonna do, cause we know how demanding our industry can be, but it's actually looking at the demands of the industry through a new lens and kind of figure out your own personal industry hacks. So for me doing one minute meditations, breath work, you know, a couple of times a day, linked to a uh, an activity like brushing your teeth going to the loo getting in and out of the car so linking it to something you do several times a day as a reminder or getting up for your seat um, at, at your desk if you're office bound or the edit suite or whatever so pick something that you do repeatedly throughout the day just naturally and then link that to a one minute kind of meditation and that all that has to be is like six breaths like slowly in slowly out and just pay attention to all your senses, sight, sound, touch, feelings, like all that, just just notice things. Listen, what am I hearing? What am I seeing? What am I feeling? Just that little one-minute check-in two, three, four times a day really just kind of help, kind of ground me. So I think it's industry hacks like that. We can all find four minutes a day to kind of do that. And it's just that starting point. And then you build from there. And then you add other things that can work around the industry. So I think it's about we all have to look at our own working environments, our own unique things that we're doing because nobody is the same. Um, and I guess planning when you're just about to start a new project or a show, how am I going to mitigate this throughout the process because we know what's coming. So that, that's probably the biggest things I learned that I still implement to this day. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, thank you, Ben, and thank you. And a lot of these things are in the guide which we're going to share with you all. Um, I might move on to you, Beck. Um, we've known each other for a long time. You've been in the industry for a long time. You've um, managed some pretty challenging subject matters in the films that you've worked on. Um, I think some of, I, I'd love you to tell us a little bit about what you'd like to share in terms of your experience. And I think also um, how to identify. Like sometimes we just keep going and keep going and keep going and even the The point of identification that we're struggling with something can be hard for people, you know, to to pinpoint, you know, okay, I'm not coping and now I need to say something to somebody about it. What's been your experience? And please, if you're happy to share personally, please do. But also in terms of, you know, working in the sector and what you've learned from your academic work and supporting other people with their challenges.
4: Yeah, sure. Um hi everyone. Um well look where to start. I mean, look, for me, um documentary, it's it's a crazy caper. It's totally crazy, it's bonkers. Um, yet it's highly addictive and, and very rewarding. So it's for me, it's very much tied into as opposed to a career, it's a vocation. And I think that when you're tapped into something that um, is really closely aligned with your values through your work, sometimes it can make you more vulnerable because it just means, everything just means so much more. And I think with documentary and what I've experienced is that um, pretty much everybody that I know in this sector has had personal lived experience of mental health issues. And what I noticed as a producer, um, director and producer, but mainly as a producer, when you're kind of the one holding everything together, is how much mental health and well-being um, was affecting everybody um, because of some really um, unique uh, elements that documentary have. So we've got this, um, people are usually drawn to documentary because they want to have an impact and they want to highlight injustices. So we're often working on subjects that are really intense and quite heavy. And so vicarious trauma can be, um, you know, a, a, a an effect of that. And sometimes that's very hard to recognise because you haven't actually physically experienced the trauma, but you're hearing about it, you're reading about it, you're comforting people that have experienced that you can actually um, have that trauma affect you um and i think um you know another unique thing to documentary is ethical dilemmas like i think like every single film that i've worked on has had some sort of ethical dilemma whether it's life and death and we've had that situation it felt like we we're in that situation on i'm a girl mitzi which you um ep'd and helped navigate through a difficult situation there, um, and then to, you know, a high-profile participant in a position of power uh, suing you and taking you through the courts to um, bully you into um, removing them from the film. So, and as the producer, you're the one holding it all together, but I know that but everyone, you know, within the framework of documentary filmmaking um, has elements of that. Um, and so, and and then also creative collaborations can be fraught, like we're often constantly <laughs> negotiating and managing creative collaborations. And, and then after all that, we go through all of this kind of high stakes stuff. We create a piece of work and we put it out into the world <laughs> to be judged and critiqued and hopefully embraced. But that's, and that's, you know, quite a unique thing. I mean, obviously drama have that as well, but like we expose ourselves to criticism. And when we're because the values of our work is so tightly closed, it's kind of like you take it personally when people don't like you feel more, you know. Um, and then of course we have all the, the stuff, you know, the regular stuff that everyone has to deal with. Just regular life stuff, you know, caring, parenting. Um you know, the stresses of life. So I think, um, you know, and whilst I think, like and when I, I sort of was writing some notes for today, and I sort of spelt it out and I go, why would you do that job? Like, it's just crazy, but there is this amazing reward. um and and it is an amazing community. um and and I think through all of those all of those challenges that I've had in my career so far, like the community, and I've been able to lean on people um, to help get me through as a highly functioning, um, anxious person who experiences the odd bout of depression and PTSD in the past. So.
1: You're on 3CR with Annie on Showreel, and we're listening into a discussion that was held at the launch of the Wellbeing for Documentary Guide that uh, was put on by Documentary Australia. We'll just to listen to a little bit more. It's only an excerpt, and I'll give you the link to the whole thing and a link to the guide. Fascinating stuff. We've just been listening to Mitzi Goldman. She's the Documentary Australia and filmmaker. And Rebecca Barry, film, who's a filmmaker, but also Ben Steele from Screenwell and a filmmaker. We're going to go on to hear a little bit from um, Hakim Dev. Uh, about uh, his particular experience of needing well-being care.
3: Um, I'd like to come to you now, Dev. Um, wow. Like, you throw yourself into some really tough issues. Um, I know Children in the Pictures is, is one of the most incredible, important and in many ways brutal documentary that I have seen in recent years. And you, as the filmmaker who worked on that film tirelessly for so many years just exposed yourself to some you know very horrible content um so how have you been able to cope with that how have you looked after yourself how have others looked after you you know what advice do you have to others who or, or are equally exposing themselves to some really tough subjects
2: i will mean, look firstly Um, Ben Beck, congratulations on the guide. I think it should be in your, you know, orientation show bag at at afters or any type of film school when you get in there, just so you can be preempted to the, you know, the life that you're going to live doing this for a job. Um, yeah, look, the children, in the pictures was an incredibly challenging, um, project. And, you know, we, we ran through some really kind of, uh, tough decisions to make, um, not whether we should tell the story. We believe it's an important story that needed to be told, the epidemic of online child abuse material. It was whether we could tell the story. How do you make something that um, doesn't cause vicarious trauma to our audience? And we know statistically there are a lot of people, you know, one in three girls, one in seven boys that have suffered some form of child abuse in their life. So, you know, people are going to have visceral reactions to it. part of the process was being able to kind of triage the information to make it palatable and that kind of rested squarely on my shoulders i was quite open with my executive producers about the nature of the material and how i didn't want to expose the rest of the crew to it so i think even just from verbal descriptions of what the stuff the investigators were dealing with um, my executive producers simon nashton tony wright were like look buddy (laughs) <laughs> counseling is mandatory on this one for me in terms of the way that we operated as a team though we, we had an on psychologist a trauma specialist that they could turn to anytime they wanted but look I've, I've always had the the belief that you know <laughs> documentary it's a, it's a team sport we had regular meetings just amongst the crew especially in post-production just sit around and sort of say look you know we, we are going into challenging aspects of the story it's really important that we talk about it. But I mean, I, I think most importantly for us, it was the validation that we got from the investigators. Because a lot of the time, this was the first time they got to talk about it. So some of the processes that we put into play have now you know, been passed on to um, the police forces. Personally speaking, I'm a practitioner of a, um, a meditation practice that we've introduced to the investigators. So it's kind of like a full circle thing and you know being able to to deal with trauma and uh how to get through everything from um taking on a challenging issue to just the the ups and downs of filmmaking
3: yes and and have you sort of beyond the you know the subject matter of that particular documentary and i know that you're working on another documentary which is Challenging in another way, in a different way. Did you take some of these things that you've learned and do you apply them in in your kind of daily life and in your um, practice on every film and support for the crew that you're working with?
2: Are these kind of. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think some of the things that, you know, Ben's outlined are just things that we need to put into our daily life in general, just for a good, healthy, life yeah. no matter what you do. Um, yeah, the, the latest project I'm working on has taken me to the Ukraine, taken me to Iraq. We're looking at going to Gaza, but being able to sort of uh, acknowledge the fact that, um, you know, we are going into sketchy environments, crew safety is important. We are gonna see some horrible things. There's, there's no point in pretending that that's not going to affect you. And trust me, I come from that, you know, that Australian mentality of she'll be right mate, walk it off, you know, mm-hmm. th- there's a cure in every six pack. It just doesn't work. So being honest about what you're going to face uh, was really important for my crew um, in this project that that I'm working on. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I take aspects in what I learned from, you know, from whether it's pitching new documentary projects or navigating a nine-year-old through parent-teacher interviews.
3: I'm Tara Sultana and you are listening to 3CR. Please subscribe, do yourselves a
1: massive favour. Thank you very much. You with Annie on Solidarity, oh, on uh, Showreel, that was a bit of a blue. Um, the well-being for Documentary uh, Guide launch, that's what we've been listening to. Uh, I'll put the links to the uh, guide as well as to the rest of that really illuminating uh, webinar that was put on by Documentary Australia and Screen Well. The film that Ben Steele made was called uh, The Show Must Go On, if you want to uh, check it out. Coming up next is published or not, Uh, we'll go out with Back to Black, Amy Winehouse.